According to the comments from our last video, we have a lot of Georgia watchers, which we appreciate. And your two resident winers are back to wine some more today. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I'm counting down to week zero. Yeah, I know. We got a long time, and we got a long time to be barked at. But, uh, again, congratulations, Georgia. Georgia won. You know, a lot of I, I just got to start with this. Um, a lot of people yesterday, I, I don't know if we did a poor job of communicating it or if people just wanted to hear – what they wanted to hear. Um, but I don't think you and I were saying, hey, Alabama definitely should have been in the playoffs. At least I wasn't. I, yeah. I get why TCU's in there. I get it. I totally get it. I understand it. My biggest problem is that TCU was seated number three. That was my biggest problem. I think that was so stupid. And it was clear that the, the committee just avoided that the matchup of Ohio State-Michigan in the first round, which is not their job. So, and I, I'm also a little bit peeved that we, I keep getting all these comments about, well, Alabama, you got your butts kicked twice this year. I'm like, we lost twice on the last play of the game both times. It's, they, they weren't on the road in hostile environments. It wasn't butt kickings. It was we took the losses. And, again, two losses, if you want to say that eliminates you from the playoffs, cool. I, I get it. I understand. It should eliminate but can we it should. Can we all agree that TCU Georgia, if TCU gets in, is a round one matchup, not the national championship game? Can we at least agree on that? That's all we're saying. I don't know how anybody could disagree with that except the committee who you know they did that. You know the committee didn't want the Ohio State Michigan semifinals, so they manipulated the seeding, which is dishonest. And I, again, I, I, I argued that before the committee met that TCU was not one of the four best. Uh, I thought that before the playoff, before the bowls, even after they beat Michigan, I, I, I don't think TCU is one of the four best teams. Uh, and I don't think Alabama deserved to be in the playoff. You know, both of those things can be true. You know, that TCU is not one of the four best and Alabama doesn't deserve to be in the top four. Both things can be true. I, I totally agree with you. And again, if that's whining, then I am the whiniest whiner in wine town. I, get, I, I know what I'm getting into on Twitter when I say things like that. I know before I put it out there what, what the reaction from some will be, but I don't put out there stuff that I don't uh, believe. That's just, it's my naked and I, opinion. And I do find it funny, like one Georgia fan actually uh, took a snippet of something you were saying yesterday about how, you know, hey, and you actually said in there, hey, kudos to Georgia, they deserve the national championship. But it's also fair to say that if J-Mo, Jameson Williams, and Marvis Harrison don't get hurt, Georgia probably loses both those games. That is also very fair to say. Um, it is not necessarily true because we don't know because don't they got hurt. Correct. It is very fair to say that losing those two players in that particular game affected the outcome. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Again, not taking anything away from Georgia because 
they manipulated the schedule and and went all the way through it or matriculated their way through the schedule, not manipulated it. That was a they poor earned, choice of they words. They earned both national they championships. Earned they the earned national it. championship. They 100%. earned it. They are national champions. I'm not saying that it's hollow or artificial or less than deserved or no. Both of Hang their the banner, man. Well earned. Yeah. It, again, it's it's fair to say. See, because we're not. It's funny because there are other Georgia shows that I've that I have seen clips of. I haven't been able to watch the whole thing. Um, that have basically said this is the best team of all time. Stetson Bennett uh, better statistically than than you know Cam Newton, Bryce Young, Johnny Manziel, blah blah blah. I'm like, look, it's very fair to say Stetson Bennett, man, he deserves every single accolade he's earned. And in, in fact, if you're redoing the Heisman, if you were re-voting for the Heisman, you might vote him number one right now. You might would, because Caleb Williams no did lose to the same team. I'd have no problem with him being number one over Caleb Williams. None. Agreed. Uh, totally agreed. I would honestly, I'd vote for him for the Heisman. I mean that. Um, that being said, I don't think there's anybody who thinks he's better than Joe Burrow, Cam, Manziel, Bryce, you know, to uh, any of those guys. I mean, I don't think there is. I mean, there, there could be, but I, his it doesn't. It does not cheapen his accolades, just like yeah. it doesn't cheapen Jay Barker's accolades. He, he is a national championship winning quarterback. People forget he threw for 18 yards in that game. You know, <laughs> you still get the credit. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just, I feel like sometimes people try to make um, controversy where there's no controversy. There, there's no controversy. Georgia clearly 100% number one team in the country and earned every bit of it. And they're on the verge of a dynasty. I, that's no problem. I have no problem saying that. Um, and I don't think, that it's whining to to say that and also say at the time, man, I don't think we, we've gone anywhere. The, the line is so far. That's my point about Jameson and, uh, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, is just simply pointing out the fine line, how difficult it is to win. I mean, it, you know, you have to get breaks. You have to get breaks. Uh, LSU in 2019, Alabama in 2020, you have to get breaks uh, or, or it ain't going to happen. I know that fans like to think that the like I say every year when when people start complaining about how Alabama looks in September, you know, and I'm talking about Alabama fans <laughs> about how how the team looks in September. There's this idea that the national champion Godzilla stomps their way through fourteen or through twelve regular season games and then looks like an NFL playoff team and dismantling. Uh, teams in the postseason. It's it's not that way. It's too hard. Everybody you're playing is too good. You need breaks. You need a lucky bounce. You need the official to make the wrong call. You need somebody on the other team one day. You need all that stuff, and it's all got to fall into place. And and it, it, there's just a fine line between winning it all and not winning it all. And that's why I said what I said. And by the way, I'm not the only one to say that. I saw Mackenzie Milton. Uh, former, uh, I mean, uh, you know, college football quarterback said the exact same thing that, that, you know, hey, George is probably not national champion at all without those two injuries. I'm not the only one to say that, but I'm not saying it to discredit Georgia. I'm saying it that, hey, Alabama got a lot of breaks too the years Alabama won it. In fact, I would say even, boy, 2020 may be, may, there weren't a ton of breaks. Um, I mean, Alabama just – they did stomp everybody. And LSU 2019, 
stomped everybody for the most part, except ironically Auburn and Alabama, who they only beat by uh, five points and three points respectively. And this Georgia team, again, they only beat Missouri by three right. points. They, they would have gone into halftime tied with Auburn at zero if Brian Harson hadn't already been planning for his ultimate firing to get the buyout, <laughs> which was calling the world's worst fake punt. It, well, second worst fake punt. We all know what the worst fake punt was. Um, all right, Jimmy, I, I, I know that that has nothing to do with anything about necessarily what's going on right now, but I think we need to clear that up. I do want to tell everybody about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. Look, hey, if you took Georgia minus 12 and a half, you could have taken Georgia minus, what, 50-something and didn't won anyway, so it didn't matter. Uh, you won a bunch of money at betonline.net. I say go to them out. You will absolutely love it. If you don't want to bet on college football because it's over, so it makes sense not to, then you can bet on the NFL playoffs or you can bet on college basketball or you can bet on NBA or you can bet on futures or you can bet on probably some MMA stuff that I don't even know is going on or some golf or whatever you want to. They got it at betonline.net. You want to play some poker? Man, you can do that. While you're sitting around waiting for your game to start or game to finish, play some poker, play some blackjack at betonline.net. It is where the game starts. I'm going to say it again for those in the back. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you, Jimmy, for repeating it. Um, oh, okay. It's catchy. Let's, let's, it is catchy. I'll tell you, I love it when some of our sponsors have catchy little catchphrases mm. because um, – it's so easier, like Bet Online. First of all, they've been a great sponsor for a long time, so it's so easy for me to remember this stuff. But Bet Online is where the game starts. Is like that just rolls off the tongue, man. All right, Jimmy. So tonight, the Alabama Crimson Tide will travel to Fayetteville, Arkansas, Bud Walton right. Arena, to take on the Arkansas Razor Hogs. And um, Alabama doesn't have a record there. Not many teams do, nope. um, but I saw a stat today from John Rothstein. Alabama, since giving up 100 points to Gonzaga uh, back in mid-December, Alabama has averaged giving up only about 61 points per game since that time. Now, they haven't played anybody with the uh, pedigree of Gonzaga since then. They have played teams like Mississippi State who, seriously, they, they shoot like stormtroopers. Um, so, and then they've played Kentucky who, wow, what on God's green earth is happening in Lexington? We could spend six podcasts on how angry big blue nation must be because of that South Carolina game last night, South Carolina, so many times was like, here, we don't want to win this game. Here's, here's the game. Would you please take it? And nobody would take it. And then I saw a tweet from a Kentucky reporter that said, uh, I just heard from Oscar Shibway that he was he's been practically begging people to start caring more. Y'all, please, please, please show up and and start acting like you care about this game because we're gonna get beat and they keep getting beat and they just they don't seem to have a lot of fire in the belly for this team. That's for locked on K K Kentucky to discuss, but I just find it interesting that as of right now. Kentucky would be a day one participant in the SEC tournament. I don't know that that's ever happened before. Yeah, day one for the new expanded format. Right. So uh, it's, it's stunning and shocking. It's, it, it's just, you know, it, it, as bad as it was in Alabama football this year, we call it an abject disaster. 
<laughs> losing two games on the road by one play at the end and comparing that to being down 10 at the half to the worst team in the league and having Our nine. the worst team. I mean, that, they have a real problem there. Uh, and, of course, fan solution is always going to be fire everybody. I don't think Calipari forgot how to recruit and coach. I don't think he just woke up and went, gosh, how did I used to do this? Uh, it just shows how difficult it is to maintain consistency regardless of of any other thing. But, uh, yeah, it, there's a real problem. I, I guess, Luke, in the end, some teams have really good chemistry. They play really well together and, and sort of end up being better than the sum of the parts. And if that's true, then the opposite also has to be true. Some teams – you put all the parts together and it's like, how did we order all these fancy parts from the Ferrari store and our car can't even make it all the way to the Circle K? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what's going on here. It's it's really terrible chemistry. Alabama didn't have good chemistry last year in basketball. Didn't, and now yes. we have excellent chemistry. And it's not like Nate went, oh, yeah, 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 I figured it. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's hard, people. It's just very difficult. It is, it is very difficult, especially when you have as much turnover as Kentucky has. Um, but that being said, that's for Locked on Kentucky to discuss. I just find it interesting because, you know, Kentucky's always a team that's in the middle of the SEC hunt. Alabama's in the middle of the SEC hunt. But Alabama is traveling to Bud Walton Arena tonight. The line is fluctuating between Bama minus one, Pickham, and Arkansas minus one. So they think it's very even, and I think that's – True. I think if this were played in a neutral site or in Tuscaloosa, Alabama would be a prohibitive favorite. Um, Arkansas is dealing with some injury stuff. Nick Smith Jr. is out. He, A lot of people thought he'd be the best freshman in the conference. I think Brandon Miller has certainly taken that mantle over. Um, and they've also lost that uh, uh, Brazil. Is that how you said it? I, he hadn't played in so long. I forgot to say his name, but he's done for the year. So they do have talent, though. I watched him against Auburn um, and – you know, they attack the basket. They do. They're, they're not a great three-point shooting team. They'll probably be better at home because everybody is. But they attack the basket. They look for fouls. And, you know, somebody like Charles Bediaco, this is one of those games where he might foul out in 10 minutes, 10 minutes of playing time. That's what worries me. Um, but I do think Alabama comes in with a talent advantage uh, and a chemistry advantage. The problem is Arkansas is very hungry right now. They're almost – desperate they have to be they've lost at LSU they've already lost Adam uh they beat Missouri they took everything they had so they need a win like this they need a good quality win this would be a a deal maker for them so uh I I think that it's going to be a very difficult game it wouldn't shock me at all if Alabama lost yeah great uh analysis couldn't agree more uh you know at some point things are going so well for Alabama I mean it's so well you're winning you're beat the heck out of Kentucky you've already what three and oh in the league I mean I mean you know how long can it last I mean you're gonna lose (laughs) at some point this looks like a spot where that could happen because Arkansas is really good their style of play it's gonna be a hostile environment you gotta know they're gonna play well I saw a stat that said since Arkansas entered the league that uh I'm sure I'm getting this wrong uh, because I saw it like two days ago uh, since Arkansas entered the league, Luke, uh, the record in this series is like 28 to 27, Arkansas. 28 27 since Arkansas entered the league. Uh, and it's so easy to believe uh, two very evenly matched teams all the time. 
And I think evenly matched again. I, I think Alabama's better. I agree with Luke. If this was in Tuscaloosa, I'd feel pretty good about this. If this is in a neutral site, uh, I'd be nervous. I would like Alabama's chances, but I'd be nervous. But there in Fayetteville, ugh, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be hard. Uh, but And if Alabama is does lose tonight, won't change a thing about how I think the season will play out for Alabama. If Alabama wins tonight, Luke, I mean, gosh, I guess I guess at that point we just – we just make reservations. Is the Final Four in New Orleans or something? No, it's in uh, – is it in Houston? I think it is in Houston. In Houston, where the national championship football is next next year. Next year. Wow. Okay, well, I guess we need to make uh, reservations. Win tonight. I, I, I will polish up your ostrich skin boots and get your 10-gallon uh, hats. Um, <laughs> all right, Jimmy. If, uh, I wore, if I wore big cowboy boots and a big cowboy hat, I would look like – What's what's that what's that uh, uh, Western saying? Uh, all, all hat, no cattle. No, you would look like that. Uh, you remember on ABC cartoons where they had that guy that was like a hanker for a hunk of cheese. Remember that guy? No, I don't. Oh Thank God, God. I, I'm going to find a picture. Of it. Thank God, I don't. No, I'm just saying I would be drowned out by a big cowboy hat and big boots. There would be like very very little Jimmy in the middle of those two things. Uh, I, yes, I will find I will find a picture of this guy and put it up. Oh, I, I just found it. Oh, um, no way. And I'm, right. I'm going to pull it up here in just a in just a second. But uh, Jimmy, I did want to tell everybody that uh, something that just came across the wire: um, Tua Tungavailoa has been ruled out for the game this weekend against Buffalo. I mean, this, this I hate it. I really, really wanted to see Tua play in this game. Um, I thought it would honestly, again, I thought it'd be a golden opportunity for Tua and the Dolphins to sneak up on the Bills. And here's why because they played with such emotion against New England that you got to feel like they're going to have a bit of a downturn. Um, yep. Even though Buffalo is Buffalo's the better team, I, I, there's no doubt about that. Um, Bridgewater going to be able to play? Bridgewater's be able to play, I hope. They said Bridgewater might be able to play, but right now it's going to be Skylar Thompson, So, who sounds like a, an extra on Melrose Place. Uh, all right, Jimmy, hang on. You will remember this guy when I show you right now. You don't remember that guy? <laughs> that's you. I do. I do. That's me. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, All right. Let's, let's tell everybody about Built Bar, Jimmy. I love these things. Uh, they're absolutely delicious. My son, who is a workout warrior at Arizona State, you have to be at Arizona State. You can't go around being chunky at Arizona State, by the way, because everybody over there looks pretty doggone good. Um, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. I'm telling you, they're awesome. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you like, If you're like me and uh, you're where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you, and that is Built Bar. you got to try Built. Go to Built.com. You will absolutely love them. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, not that phony chocolate stuff, chocolate substitute. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. I'm not sure what a macro is, but that's awesome. Um, and what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar, 
with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. You now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your local Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box or go to Sam's Club. You can also get them on Amazon, which I've done that before. But really, you can go to Built.com if that's what you want to, if that's what you prefer. So go get you some Built today. And uh, yeah, go do that. All right. Um, Jimmy, Alabama's got a visitor coming in this weekend, a defensive lineman who I think is originally from Michigan, but had signed with Kentucky, played Correct. for Kentucky last year in Justin Rogers. Um, Detroit, he was like Axel Foley. Hey, what? He's from Detroit, like Axel Foley. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were saying he was going to bring Axel Foley with him. That'd be cool. Um, but uh, so anyway – He's he's coming in. Now, look, I remember his being pretty highly recruited. I think he was a high four-star uh, mm -hmm. defensive lineman. So just tell us about him. You know about him coming in this weekend. Yeah. Uh, he uh, – 17 – 18-game starter at Kentucky, uh, full-time starter this past season. Uh, he's a nose guard. Here, here's what's odd about the, the take to me. Uh, obviously, if he's coming in, I, I think at this point, you know, that means Alabama would like him to – to, to commit and sign a high quality player would definitely be part of our first team, probably a starter, even if not, I mean, you know, he's in, he's in the, he would be in the rotation with Otis and a Boygby and Tim Smith. Uh, you know, he, he, he'd be playing with those guys. Uh, what I find a little odd is to me, he's a nose guard. I mean, that's his best position. He's a nose guard. He's six, three, 330 pounds. He's a nose guard. And we already got one of those. And Jaheim Otis who's a really good player. Uh, but I think basically Rogers and Otis would share nose nose guard. We'd never take the nose guard off the field, and we would always have a fresh one. That would be a heck of an advantage and, and, and a neat thing to have. I also think Otis and Rogers are athletic enough to play uh, another spot on the defensive line. So uh, it would be a great depth add. I, I'm just saying since we already have a nose guard, uh, I don't – see this as, as 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 what I would call absolutely crucial to the success of of, of 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 everything this fall. I mean because we already have a nose guard. But but uh he is good. He this uh is he awesome? Is he a first round pick? I don't think so. I think he's just more of a a solid SEC defensive lineman, sort of like how I would describe a Boyby and and Byron Young and Tim Smith. Uh just solid SEC proven veteran defensive lineman so you gotta want him you gotta take him uh he would be a good add uh is is he absolutely essential to our success this fall uh now i wouldn't say this was like adding uh jameson williams or even toe toe uh or tyler steen i i think he's just you more of gibbs? a guy you know, gibbs i think he's more of a guy that's in in the rotation and helping us uh definitely a good player um so we'll, we'll see what happens he'll be officially visiting this weekend one more note, uh, recruiting basketball-wise, uh, LeBaron Phylon has cut his list down to six. I know Auburn and Alabama made the cut. I think Ole Miss, Tennessee, I uh, can't remember the other two, but it doesn't matter. I think in the end this is going to come down to Alabama and Auburn. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. In, in fact, now I could be wrong because there could be some sort of Jeremy Monso thing going on here for those who like blast from the past, but I think he leads the country in scoring. <laughs> that's pretty good that's good right in high school i mean it's unbelievable for a junior yeah for a junior yeah i mean this guy won't be a senior until next fall uh best player in mobile since demarcus cousins 
which is saying a lot. And even though Cousins is really from Birmingham, but, but DeMarcus played his last season or two at LaFleur and Mobile. Uh, Phylon is, is the best player from Mobile since then, uh, which is saying a lot. Uh, he, he's, he's really a gifted scorer. He's kind of a combo guard. He can play the one. He can play the two. To me, he's a two. I mean, from what, from what I've seen of him and the highlights, and I've seen him, uh, t- to me, he's a two guard. Uh, but but he can play the point. Here's what's weird about his recruitment, and I don't know the basketball recruiting quite as well as I know the football note pretty well, but not not perfectly. But this is my sense, Luke. I think if you ask Auburn, they'll tell you ah, he's going to Alabama. And I think if you ask Alabama, they're like, ah, we're kind of worried about Auburn here. <laughs> so that's how tight this is. Now, I really think that's how both programs view it. Like Alabama's worried about Auburn and Auburn's worried about Alabama. Well, it's going to be an interesting one, and that'll be one that uh, the whole state will have their eyes on. I mean, it's, it's not often that you have this heated in-state battle um, for a player between Alabama and Auburn. But uh, anyway, Jimmy, we'll talk more tomorrow. We'll talk about the Alabama-Arkansas game for sure and uh, maybe have some more recruiting news. Who knows? Transfer portal news. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's happening every day. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.